0: I'm nervous. Okay, i okay. On the last episode, we talked about being nervous about all of our uh, footage or footage, whatever. Our
1: recording is not being good quality. Now I'm nervous about it. But I'm nervous about it too. I'm also nervous about the fact that we are in a bungalow and it is pouring rain outside. So if you guys hear this lovely background sound of just raindrops, <laughs> let it lull you into a state of listening. <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: My Thanks. voice is the float tank of your mind. <laughs> yeah. That's a little throwback to season
1: one. <laughs> hey! Speaking of season one, welcome to season two. two. Yeah. Yeah, we're back again. We're gonna dive right into it, guys. We're gonna pick up with the pressing question that we left off with last week, which is if you were turned into a cat,
0: how would you let your loved ones know? Ah, oh, God, such a good question. Right. Man. And yeah. uh, you know, I've been thinking about this question since like 2012. Mm. I mean, there's a couple options, right? Okay. There's like the... I mean, I just don't... I, well, I'm, there's also, there's just so many factors. It's like, where do you come to as a cat? Are you in the home of your family? Are you out in the wilderness somewhere? Do you have to, like, ring the doorbell magically somehow?
1: I think it starts with you... So, wherever you were at the time, Okay. right? So, like, let's say you're, like, about to enter your house. You, like, put the keys in the door. You open the door, turn <gasps> into a cat.
0: Okay, I like that. Okay, yeah. so, see, I was going to say, well, what I would do is... I would go up to my loved one who would obviously be on their computer and sit on the keys. And then I was like, every cat, cat does, does that.
1: I you know, I was thinking, okay, the way I'd let them know is I'd have to get their attention. I'd knock something over.
0: Every cat does that. You're right. You know what? Okay. You know what I would do? I would sit on their lap and I would like stand on my hind legs and put my paws on, on their, their shoulders. shoulders. And then I would put my nose on their nose. And I would be like, meow,
1: meow, 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 meow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but what if when you sit... That's like you cry for help.
2: (laughs) Meow, 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 meow.
1: And they'd be like, whoa. Where'd this cat come from? And I'd be like,
2: meow, 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 meow.
1: Okay, that's good. What would would you do? I think what I would do. I'm trying to think of something a cat wouldn't do. Because right now I'm freaking out that maybe my cats are humans that have been turned into cats. (laughs) Because they do all these things. But I think what I would do is I would pick up a piece of paper with my mouth, drag it, and then I would go pick up a pen. And then I would show that I'm trying to write. And then they'd be like, are you trying to write? And then I would just stare into their eyes and then nod. And then they'd probably scream. And that's the hardest part, I guess, is after you've been turned into a cat. How do your loved ones not just be like, demon? You know,
0: that's really smart, dude. That's really smart. I was thinking you could also, if you're in your own home, you can, like, go to objects that are very much, like, your objects. Ooh. Or, like, that make the person you love think about you. Uh-huh. So, like, if I was at home, <laughs> I would go to my banjo, and I would start to start with the banjo with my little kitty paw. Oh, right? Yeah. Or I could go up to my, like, Sailor
1: Moon shelf and be like, meow,
0: meow. <laughs> meow, 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 meow.
1: Or I could go uh, to where we keep all our sex toys <laughs> <laughs> and just lay on top of them. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think these
0: are really effective strategies. Yeah. I mean, there is the inevitable there your first few tries will probably not go through.
1: I mean, humans are really accustomed to ignoring the needs of cats, you know? And you kind of have to after a oh, while. What a heartbreaking sentence. Like uh, it's this. true though. <laughs> you know, all cats could be humans trapped mm-hmm. in cat bodies. And I'd believe it. Yeah. And what would you do if you were a cat? I'd probably just lay in the sun too. I'd probably do exactly what Lady does. <laughs> Just stretch out in the sun. You know, you're like, right. I might not tell
0: anyone for a little bit. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm just going to go be cute and rub up on some people's ankles. And
1: when they're not home, oh, no, you wouldn't be able to turn. You could turn on the TV. Oh, I guess <laughs> you could not play a video game. Oh, you couldn't. You might get, might get boring after a while.
0: But you would think about how, OK, all of a sudden you can now literally like jump the human equivalent of like a four story building.
1: Right. But you're trapped inside one room. Okay, but you can like if you can get outside, you think the world's gonna be your oyster.
0: I'm just saying like very small things would suddenly bring you unimaginable delight. Like a hair tie on the floor. You know? You'd just be like, you'd be like, okay, I gotta I gotta get out of this situation. What am I gonna do? And then you'd like accidentally flick it away and then you'd be like,
1: oh (laughs) 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 And the world would become like it is already three dimensional, but in the same way that like fish can go all around, mm-hmm. you'd be a cat, so you can jump up on things. I mean, I guess humans can jump technically, but not as lithe as cats. You know, <laughs> it seems oh my to God.
0: Me- I'm just imagining this like little camera, like cat cam, and your
1: voice, and you're like, man, me and Ella gotta wash the floor. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what I would think. And I would just be like, God. Lastly, here's what I think. Here's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think there's many advantages and disadvantages to being a cat. And you know what? At the end of the day, nobody's perfect. (laughs) God damn it. Especially (laughs)
0: not us. God damn it. I actually was like, oh my God, I could do the transition. (gasps) I was like thinking, I was like, how would I do it? I was going to be like, but you know what, dude? There's no perfect way to To tell your loved ones that you're a cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like that one way more you're right hannah but you're, you're that's good dude i'm just saying i'm getting a little better at podcasting
1: maybe <laughs> there is no perfect way there is no perfect way to oh tell, my god to tell your loved ones you've been turned into oh a cat oh my god speaking I of perfection can't even with you i yes but we must Uh, Guys, today on the first episode of our new season of Analyze This, we are going to be talking about perfectionism. Now, in the new structure, we're going to be focusing on one topic over the length of multiple episodes. So this is officially uh, kind of just the the introduction to perfectionism and how it affects our lives. Mm -hmm.
0: It's going to be really not at all excruciating
1: to talk about this. (laughs) You know, I've just not been thinking about it.
0: Actually I told my I told my roommate, I was like, Yeah, we're gonna do perfectionism this weekend and she was like Is that a good idea? Whoa. <laughs> Are you sure you wanna do that?
1: <laughs> I mean normally, you know, it's kinda like we're staging our own intervention over something in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally other people do it for you or they, you just walk in your room and you're like, Whoopsie I I would assume. <laughs> You know, I yeah. think that's what it's like, but we're doing it for ourselves. So, guys, without further ado, we have no advertisers. So let's just uh, throw a little music here and then just begin. All right. Anna, what
0: is perfectionism? Well, according to Anne Lamott, it is the enemy of the people. It'll keep you cramped and insane your whole life.
3: mm
1: That's exactly what she says. God, she's so good. And according to a lot of religions, it's the goal that you should do
2: and strive for.
1: Really? Eh, Maybe just the cult I was (laughs) raised in. I don't know. Is perfectionism, is perfection possible? Probably not. Mm. The definition that we have before us says perfectionism is the relentless striving for extremely high standards for yourself and others that are personal and demanding. Judging your self-worth based on your ability to strive for and achieve such unrelenting standards, experiencing negative consequences of setting such demanding standards, yet continuing to go for them despite the huge cost for you. I think it's a really good point to say that it's
0: it's extremely high standards for yourself and or others. Mm -hmm. I honestly, it would be hard for me to believe anyone could be a perfectionist and not also be really judgmental, really judgmental. I know. Uh, you know.
1: Well, that's what I always say when people are like, oh man, that person's so judgy or like, God, they're always so negative. They're always so critical. I'm like, well, imagine what the voice inside their head is like. Like for them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't think anyone actually is judgmental without also reflecting that lens inward.
0: Mm-hmm. But man, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, honestly, I think we're all just talking to ourselves all the time. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much like right now, I'm just talking to myself. But
1: you're here also. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectionism um is it ne- oh yeah I love you too. It's not necessarily about the uh idea of being perfect. It's I would say that perfectionism by my definition is a less than realist ris- less than realistic goal. It's a goal without consideration for yourself or any other factors going on. You know what I mean?
0: Mhm. And also I would say it's always down it comes down to this like horrible horrible like Gut deep belief that you're just not enough. Yeah, you know. I think it comes out of fear, and like just like horrible sweaty fear. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not like you know. I want to get an A on that test. I mean, that is like what it may manifest as. But I think there's sweaty moments, is what I'm talking about. This podcast is sweaty now. Yeah, this
1: po- <laughs> this podcast is sweaty now. It's all Hannah's. All sweaty. <laughs> Uh, uh it's interesting because uh, I wouldn't have necessarily thought I was a perfectionist until we started kind of like diving into this. Um mm-hmm. uh, mainly in my mind having quote unquote unreasonable goals is the only way to motivate myself to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is that without the extreme nature of the goal I'm not really compelled to do it at all. So it's like a very
0: black or white kind of all or nothing.
1: Yeah, all or nothing. And Weird. then when I, because if it's all or nothing, I'm gonna land somewhere after the, not, the after the all. Like okay, a hundred percent, a hundred and twenty percent or nothing. And I'll be like, seventy is pretty good. <clears throat> or I'll be like zero. I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty nervous because we have some voice recordings from our loved ones to right. talk about how they see examples of us being perfectionists. Right. And <laughs>
0: let me tell you, loved ones, you came through. I ha- First of all, when I told our lovely assistant, Fabs, all your email accounts. <laughs> uh, Fabs is actually our
1: producer
0: now. Fabs is our producer. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I was like, Cool. If that was okay, like if I had received that email from me, I'd be like, yeah, get to that in like three weeks. Because what I, email? I'm going to be a perfectionist about answering it. Fab sent emails to our loved ones saying, like, can you talk about this person, <laughs> one of these Hannahs, and about how perfectionism affects their lives? And they were like, hell yeah. <laughs> how much fucking time do you have? <laughs> but dude, I was going to say, it's really tough too because all that black and white thinking and stuff. And that's really also just a part of like depression and like ADHD and like it's just really hard it's all like all wrapped up in each other and it's it's
1: hard you know yeah yeah perfectionism manifests itself in many ways and sometimes you need different tools to confront it every time Mm -hmm. you know I'm curious though to find out um well frankly I just really want to hear what people had to say Too. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared too. Oh god. Okay, guys, let's all be brave together. So, uh, the purpose of the beginning of this just to cover is to define what perfectionism is. We're defining it as uh such in these terms, uh ipso facto, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh god. Okay, now I'm just stalling. We'll be
0: right back. <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: All right, buddy. You ready
0: for this? Not particularly. Dude, I just want you to say, I just want to say. Neither am I. Oh, good. I'm super scared. Me too. I'm really scared, dude. This is like the hardest part of myself to look at, you oh know? God. And I consider myself very vainly, probably, and egotistically weirdly to be a person who's like, ah, oh, I do it all the time. I'm not afraid to go in.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Just like everybody else. It's fucking terrifying. Ah, oh. so here we go. Bruge. You know what the hardest part of myself to look at is for me? Back of my head. I just can't do it. (laughs) Not without help, you know? Not without help. Meeting mirrors? Yeah. Okay. Right before we dive into the voicemail, we have a handy dandy list. Um, Hannah, (laughs) will you explain what we're looking at? We have a little chart with
0: six statements. And you can say true, somewhat true, somewhat false, false for each of the statements. And it'll help you evaluate like how much of a perfectionist you are. Is perfection is destroying your life. How this much is- chart will help you figure it out. <laughs> Shall we walk through it? I think so. Okay, number one. Here's the statement that can be either true, somewhat true, somewhat false or false. Nothing good comes from making mistakes. Now here's the thing. I know I'm talking so loud my banjo is twanging in the background. I okay. can hear your banjo being like, ooh. <laughs> um, I know absolutely, intellectually 100% that that is false. Yeah. Nothing, like, of course, everything good comes from making mistakes. Yeah. So I'm going to mark it false. Right. However, I know that I'm still terrified of making mistakes.
1: True. But it doesn't say is making mistakes scary. You're right. Okay. It says nothing good comes from making mistakes. True, somewhat true, somewhat false, false. Reflect in your hearts, everyone. There's I'm that. also marking it false. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to say there's like this lovely sound of rain I pattering in the background. Get ready for this lovely sound of rain for the next three weeks. Okay, very uh, good. I cause I see that
0: Hannah jumped ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: not at all unlike <laughs> something her. Something that would happen. <laughs> Don't look at my test. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do the next one, buddy? Yes, please. I must do things right the first time. But well, did that sound like I was a robot that was learning how to speak? <laughs> Let me try a different set of inflection. I must do things right the first time. This is a Weird sentence.
0: That's kind of more like after school special
1: voice. I gotta do things right the first time. Like, mom. Here, you read this. Read this. (laughs) Mom, I must do things right. Hey, Sakura. Let's go get those
0: cloud cards. (laughs) Remember when? (laughs) What the fuck is up with dubbing of Japanese anime into American English? Like, I don't know. Why would a 12-year-old boy talk like that? Why are you doing this?
1: (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) because <laughs> sometimes I just have to extend it in the dub you know uh, please try to emphatically read that sentence like read it like in a compelling way
0: I have to do things right the first time you can't you rephrased it I know I made oh it, you I made oh, <laughs> it you did make it's it it's an better. awkward
1: statement Obvious, it is yeah. I must do things right the first time that does it sound anyway uh, true somewhat true somewhat false false Okay, once again,
0: I absolutely 100% know that that is false. However, I want to do everything right the first time. Me too.
1: I wrote true because that's the truth for me. Because I'm like, how do you do it? Well, okay, somewhat true. Okay, I'm going to say somewhat true. Somewhat true. Because- wait,
0: wait, wait. Sorry, am I doing this wrong? Because no. I put false because I know it's false, but that's not how it like actually plays out in my life.
1: Mm, no, I think you do what you know okay. about yourself. Okay, also? The- See the word I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I must do things right the first time is a somewhat true statement about myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got and it, got it. for instance, you've been practicing banjo for two years, right? Mm-hmm. I drop banjo like a, a hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, my fingers hurt. Fuck this. <laughs> this is hard. My hand's cramping. I mean... So I would say it's false for you, dude. You know you're not going to do it right the first time. Okay. Okay.
0: I, I, guess, I guess I still... I um, Judge myself very harshly.
1: Well, you want to do it right the first time. I guess, yeah. Everybody does. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. It's a want. Right. Like I want, I yeah, want to do yeah. it. I mean, yeah, that'd I be feel great. like more balanced. <laughs> I sane want to slam people. dunk.
0: <laughs> or like they, it doesn't like it's not as powerful as, as a desire for them. They're like, yeah, this is normal. And then you know, uh, the rest of us are like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> go home and sit in the shower with my clothes on.
1: And think about what a failure I am! Um, wow, I've, you 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 said that so loud, your headband <laughs> came off. So, uh, hey guys, we'll be right back. Here's a word from uh, us. <gasps> Gelby, our Patreon is officially launched! Oh my god, and we have like over a hundred people. It's so exciting. We actually have over 200 people. Holy shit. You guys are showing up in a big way they're showing up man they're showing up Appreciate it. their hearts are big and their heart crystals are (laughs) even bigger (laughs) guys if you want to know what we're talking about you can go to patreon.com slash analyze this and sign up to become a patron today and trust me you want to do it today because tomorrow hannah gelb and i both are going to be jumping into our after party discord chat that every patron is a part of
0: so we're gonna talk we're gonna be there It's gonna be a party when 30 minutes
1: for 30 minutes and we're gonna talk about whatever i'm gonna use every emoji i know wow i'm gonna hold you to that Mm. we also want to hear your thoughts on perfectionism so far and how we're doing on season two if it already sucks let let us us know (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry you're paying for it we're open to communication that's what this is about i love helpful feedback so we'll see you guys there Wednesday, 3.13 at 12 p.m. Pacific time. For our international for our little-ish, <laughs> is California time. The best time. Oh, California <laughs> is the best time. <laughs> Almost as good a time as we're having on this episode. Let's get back to it. Okay, you want to read the next statement, buddy?
0: Uh, sure. I must do everything well, not just the things I know I'm good at.
1: Ooh, uh for me this is true. I uh, there's so many things I am good at that <laughs> <laughs> It's true, buddy. It's, You're it's, good at a lot of stuff. It's hard when I uh do things that I'm not if I'm not naturally gifted at it, I won't do it. Dude, you yeah, know man, like running. <laughs> or um following through with anything. Well,
0: dude, you know, I think that's kind of the same for me, like probably when, you know, you're naturally very apt. So you didn't have to work really hard to, like, do well. And then when you suddenly encounter something where you do have to work, you're like, what the fuck?
1: Um, why would I do this? This brings me no joy. For me, it
0: was chemistry, sophomore year of high school. I was like, uh, I don't understand. Not going to try.
1: <laughs> and like, I got a C, which was fair. <laughs> yeah. So would you say it's true, somewhat true, somewhat false, or false? Uh, I would say this is,
0: I'm going to say between true and somewhat true.
1: Dude, me. that's literally what I'm marking also. Whoa! Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I, if I can't do something perfectly, there's no point in even trying. That attitude doesn't, that doesn't sound like what I think I sound like in my head, but the feeling of if I'm not doing it well, I must not be able to do it at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, moving right along. I rarely give myself credit when I do well because there's always something more I could do. Oh,
0: God. That's like a thousand million percent true.
1: That's my lesson. Oh, yeah. She's got so many X's right there. She's
0: just marking <laughs> so, many
1: X's. so many X's in that little box. I'm like, I don't even... It's like when
0: I do do well, people are like, you did well. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: I would say it's somewhat true for me because I do like the feeling... Is like a high,
4: like, yeah, I did it.
1: But then it's gone. You know? Like it gives you that peak and then it valleys out. Like if you finish like a video and you like post
0: it and stuff, what's what are the like
1: I could have done some more
0: thoughts that like come up? Or you're like, I could have done better, I could have like written more, or I don't know how you make videos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like writing, that doesn't <laughs> like that doesn't sound like Hannah. Yeah. I never watch them after I post them. I can't watch them again. I'm like, well, it's done. It exists. That's good. And I feel good that I posted it. But if I watch it again, I start to be like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. You know? So it's like I really, it's really hard for me to watch my own videos. I'm just so not wanting to ever. So I'm going to go ahead and say, actually, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least... Sometimes I am so
0: concerned about getting one task done perfectly that I don't have time to complete the rest of my work. For me, this is so true. I'm putting it all the way in the left margin.
1: Oh, wow. It's like, it's not even, it's like almost off the page. Yeah. God damn it. I don't know what that is. Yeah, man. No, you're totally right. I'm going to go ahead and mark this out too. It's, it's a, it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because, um, for example, dishes are in the sink. I'm like, ah can't wash the dishes because there's not enough time to vacuum. So, right? That's I, life.
0: Dude, my room right now, I hope it burns down <laughs> before somebody ever sees it. I'm like, well, I can't I can't put my clothes away because if I put my clothes away, I might as well change the <laughs> sheets. If I do that, I got to do the laundry. If I got if I do that, I got to clean off the desk. If I do that, I have to systematically go through every single thing I own and figure out if I really need it or not dude yes and man. if I start that process I don't want to stop uh-huh. I don't know why I can't stop it I can't I like I know which makes it impossible to do things like for example
1: I know make, it, it sounds so absurd when you say it out loud yeah like it makes it, it sounds absurd to say I can't fold the laundry I don't have enough time to organize the cupboard right but like <laughs> I to, even now I'm like no that makes sense <laughs> What is the point of folding the laundry if I don't know if I have duplicate spices or not, man? Like, Dude, why would I even do that?
0: It's like, you have, it's like, this is what we got to do. We got to yeah, think no fa- I'm We, putting it all we have to think ahead to future selves
1: that'll be like, you know, I'm really glad I got that little bit of laundry done. <laughs> I've been trying really hard it's to moderate hard. laundry doing. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. So that's the truest statement that's ever trued in our whole true, true life. Yes.
0: And like, for example, one way it really affects me is if I'm like working on a drawing or something, I'm like, I'm not going to stop till it's done. But like a work of art could take months, weeks, months, a year even. So leaving something unfinished and coming back to it is just so hard. And then I just, it's so
1: hard. I think, though, that's why artists do so many iterations of the same concept because I think that they do complete it the first time Mm -hmm. and then they do another. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there's always like V1, V2, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Like, uh, like, I forget what the term is, but um, not an exercise, but a blank of fruit. You know, and you see like one artist have like 20 different sketches of the same fruit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe that's how they like get that completion feeling, Mm -hmm. but then also leave room to do more drafts. Mm -hmm. Question mark, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh God, do you think anybody knows that we're like this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to find out. (laughs) Yes, we are. So right now we're going to listen to some voicemails that some of our loved ones in our lives sent us to see if perfectionism is apparent, to see if they can see it in us. Eh? Yes. Yes. I am. scared. Let's go. It's going to be great. Okay.
5: Okay. This is Hannah's friend, Sam, responding to the question of how perfectionism influences Hannah Gale's life. Um, I can just give a really quick example. So Hannah and I became friends in about 2001 as we both had a love for uh, Dudes and Speedos and Frodo Baggins. So that pretty much connected us. That was a strong relationship from the beginning, um, and I've watched Hannah, you know, continually deny herself things because I think of this like idea that she's not good enough or she's not perfect. And one clear example that I can give is we were at the mall one time and we saw Hannah and I saw this amazing T-shirt that had a really close-up picture of Elijah Wood as Frodo Baggins from Lord of the Rings. And it was beautiful. Like, we both agreed it was such a beautiful shirt. And we loved it so much. And Hannah bought it, and we were so excited. And then I found out, like, a few days later that Hannah went back to the mall and returned that shirt. And I still kind of haven't forgiven Hannah for doing that because her whole viewpoint was that she, like, didn't deserve it. And I feel like she. You know, that kind of sums it up. You know, Hannah has held herself back from a lot of things, from art, from doing the type of activities and work and um, engaging with life in the way that she wants to because she doesn't feel like she's good enough to even try it. She's not perfect, so um, why even try? You know, watch Hannah not do art projects when she's an amazing artist, and I've seen this since, you know, 2001. Um, has been frustrating, and I feel like, you know, probably one of the few points of frustration in our friendship has been, you know, getting frustrated with each other, and I'll include myself in this, when um, we become our own enemies. So, yeah, that's how I'll respond.
0: Wow, Wow, we gotta get Sam on the podcast. Sam! Don't deflect, Hannah. So you're so funny, and I could hear how mad you are about that shirt. I too wish I still had that. What shirt? happened with the shirt? So let's see. We must have been like seventeen. First of all, it was like twenty dollars, and I felt like I felt like I wasn't cool enough to wear it. You weren't. I'm sorry.
1: Cool <laughs> enough. <sighs> sorry, sorry. Give me one sec. Sorry, I just gotta I gotta just gotta say this sentence. Okay. You felt like you weren't. Cool enough to wear a shirt of Elijah Wood as Frodo Baggins on it. You know what? I think,
0: yes, <laughs> and I didn't, I was like, it's too vulnerable. I can't expose myself that way
1: to everyone. Because then everyone will know.
0: Uh, what? I, I. It's like, I, if I wear this shirt, I'm going to have to be this person who wears this shirt who like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just. Wow. It was, <laughs> buddy. I was already. Or thinking about what, how everyone else is going to think about me wearing the shirt. I could, even though I just wanted to wear it because it was awesome. I'm so sad
1: talking about this. Oh my God. Could you wear it at home? I mean, 20 bucks is a lot when you're a teenager. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like I think you got to forgive yourself for it, but it's also like if you had the 20 bucks, right? Like, man. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I'm
0: 17.
1: I was living at my parents. Like I I couldn't. I could buy a $20 t-shirt and you could wear it at home if you liked it did it make you feel bad can't like I think I just was so
0: at at that age particularly I just didn't want to be noticed really Mm. you know I was I wanted to like hide kind of Mm. I think I was I was so self-conscious about my body this might have been pre my breast reduction reduction surgery Mm. and I feel like I don't know it was very like form-fitting. It was a couple things. It was, like, too tight. I didn't want anyone looking at my boobs. It was too much money. Not really. It was feeling like it was making a statement, and then Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be able to back it up. People are going to be like, Lord of the Rings, huh? And I'd be like, (laughs) Dude. This is the saddest
1: It's not. (laughs) I think that's okay. It didn't make you feel good. It made you feel vulnerable. That's good. That's good. That's okay. Yeah, you returned
0: the shirt. But I feel like if I had... Like, keeping it would have been, like, an empowering move, oh. you know? Like, I would have been like, I like this shirt, and I'm going to wear it because it makes me happy. Mm. I'm not going to think about how it's going to affect all these other people,
1: which I cannot control, mm. you know? But I did not have that wisdom back then. Mm. You had me at too tight, though, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My best friend in high school also got a breast reduction surgery, and she felt there were lots of T-shirts. In particular, she wanted to wear, but she could not wear them because they felt... Uncomfortable, either too tight or too baggy. And then it's just like, oh wow. You know? And after her breast reduction, because she was like double Ding it out or whatever, she felt so it's what we call it. That's what you call it, double <laughs> ding it out. She felt a lot better. Because mm-hmm. it has a really huge impact on your life. Yeah. Especially- well, it's too bad that, like,
0: I mean, aside from the physical effects, it's too bad that breasts are just so incredibly sexualized. And if you wear a t-shirt that exposes your breasts, even though they just exist on your body and you can't do anything about it, people are like, oh. You did that for me? What'd you do that for? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's just, it's all, it, you can't even separate the two. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's, it is awful. Oh my God. So anyways. Do we to keep doing this? That was terrifying. Okay. Let's yeah. Okay. This is, you know what? This is okay, dude. We're just getting it out there. We, have, we don't have to dive in right now.
1: Okay. Got it. We're just getting out there. You're right. You know what? Let's just take it all in. Let's take it all let's in. Let's just take them all in. Let's just take them all in and limit ourselves to one sentence of response. Oh, Dude, good structure making. Let's do that. One sentence response. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Wait, one sentence each?
4: Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) Hi. I've worked with um, Hannah Hart for a few years now. Um, Obviously, Hannah is incredibly talented, wonderful to work with, um, just a delightful all-around human. Uh, The ways that I've kind of seen perfectionism impact her in my limited role... Uh, I would say there are four primary ways. The first way I kind of see it play out is that I think her perfectionism causes her to lose motivation um, a lot of times. I think, you know, all of us, if we can't do a job well, it's really hard to get motivated. And I think because Hannah's standard for well for herself is perfect, it's, un- it's unattainable. And because of that, if she can't do a job perfectly, um, which none of us can, obviously, it can cause her to lose motivation.
3: Yep.
1: That's me. That's two sentences. Or a comma. <laughs> or a semicolon. Or
0: a semicolon. Oh, buddy, I just feel for you so much. Because I, like, know that feeling of, like, you get, first you get that really exciting flash of inspiration and idea, and then comes time to, like, execute it. And you just get that feeling of like, I'm not going to be able
1: to do it. Mm -hmm.
3: It's It's defeat before
1: it's like failure before you even start.
2: mm -hmm. You know,
1: I think that a lot of times also the the only way I know how to confront that feeling is to barrel through so quickly, like almost like I'm trying to outrun the failure the feeling of failure, like barrel through it so quickly. And people were like, wait, no, you're going to miss this detail. Or like, oh, you got to slow down. Or if you put some time and thought into it, it would turn out better. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't. If I put time and thought into it, it wouldn't exist. Mm,
0: can I tell you something? Even though we're keeping this a little shorter, I made a note to myself that I think would be helpful for you as well. And it hasn't worked yet, but I think it will someday. I realized, okay, when you're working on your thing, whatever it is, and all that shit comes up, it's like, you suck. You can't do this. You suck. It's not going to be as good as you want. And you're miserable. If you can like continue to work while being miserable and hearing all those terrible, terrible thoughts, that's you like loving yourself. Whoa. Like that's love. If you keep going, that's love right there. Whoa. That's you putting like love in the universe and loving yourself. Dude. You know? Wow. Do
1: you want to hear another voicemail? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God.
2: Hi, this is Steve Gelb, I'm Hannah's dad, and I think that perfectionism affects Hannah's life in two ways that I've noticed. The first one is that it stops her from doing things, because if a person thinks that you have to do everything in a some perfect way, then you feel like you'll never be able to accomplish whatever the new thing is, and so you avoid trying things. Um... For example, when Hannah was much younger, when she was still in school, she was really interested in art, but she wouldn't take art classes then because she was afraid she wouldn't be good enough. And she's overcome that since then. And so the second thing I wanted to say is that it stops Hannah from, Hannah Gelb, that is, from being aware of how many amazing things she's accomplished and feeling good about them because she's done a lot of amazing things and she's overcome a lot of things in her life and yet she doesn't see that so those are my two takes and that's all i have to say bye
1: Oh, my God. I love your dad. That, like, made me get choked. The sound of your dad's voice (laughs) and just how much love he has for you is beautiful to hear. That is so lovely, man.
0: I'm just so sad for my little tiny self.
1: I know. The little Hannah that couldn't take the art class. Because you take art classes now. You've taken them. Mm -hmm. You've done it. Yeah. How old were you, you think, in that memory? (sighs) Or that thing? Probably,
0: like... 11, 12? I mean, it's just so sad. It's like, why was I a perfectionist when I was 12? Where does that come from? I remember, like, trying to draw, like, an animal or something for some, like, when I was literally, like, 6th, 7th grade, and, like, crying, because it wasn't good to me. Mm. I mean, I don't know how I, like, learned this behavior so young.
1: Yeah, I know. I I, I think that's what we're gonna hopefully learn as we do this perfectionism series. Similarly, I have to say, I remember when I was like six or seven years old drawing a cat, and then being like, "That doesn't look like a cat. It looks like a kid drew it." I'm like, "This doesn't look like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like some circles and dry. This is bullshit," you know. <laughs> and I was like, "I am not a person that draws." Yeah, man. Yeah, I wasn't sad about it. I just was like, "That doesn't look like a cat." Huh, there must have been some
0: source outside of you that was like, or I don't know, like where?
1: I don't know. You know me. I like, I like shapes and colors and mm. hyper-realistic art. Mm. Like super, 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 super real looking. Like looks like a photograph. Right, right. We call that photorealistic. <laughs> photorealistic. It has a term. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to say, thanks, dad. And also for saying nice things like I have accomplished things. That's really nice. He's not just saying that. I know, I know. Uh I love your dad. Wow, my dad, too. Let's hear again from... Let's hear more. Jesus, <laughs> God. Why did we do
0: this for I ourselves? I No, really. When I was like driving over here, I was like, la, la, la,
4: recording the podcast. La, la, la. I, I was like, like, oh, we're going to
1: have a fun time. Okay, cool.
4: Let's go. <sighs> the second way I see it affecting her is um, it kind of sends her into this um, spiral of shame, I would say, a lot of times where it's like there's just no way to win when I look at Hannah and her life it just feels like this is really hard to succeed at um because doing it perfectly is impossible and then if she does lose motivation she also feels shame about that um and so there's just sort of this shame trap that any choice she makes is going to result in shame if she tries and it's not perfect there's shame if she doesn't try there's shame if she tries and she does it okay there's shame um it's just kind of a a, a trap it looks like
1: so true oh my god talk about thirst trap not thirst trap this is the worst trap shame that's the worst shame's the name of the game with me that's it it's all about that yeah no that's so it's exactly right it's like sliding down a pyramid no matter what direction you go you're still sliding down it doesn't matter if you're sliding down from the side north south east west you're still sliding
0: it's so cruel because there's a, an idea like, if I can do this the right way, I will be happy. But you cannot get your own approval no matter what. I know. No matter what. That's like how it's designed. I know. By Hellraiser. No, I don't know. I've never seen that movie,
1: actually. Um, I have a question. Well, I just have like a one. I, I'm curious. And I'm going to break the fourth wall here. <laughs> do I make people that work for me feel ashamed, Fabs? Like, you know what I mean? Because I would make, I don't want to like raise my kids and make, I don't want to give them the shame I feel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. Oh, God. Jesus. Okay, let's keep going. Who's Hannah's third one? I'm so excited.
3: Hi, this is Sarah. I have lived with Hannah Gelb for the past two years and we live together or we live next to each other but shared a backyard in college. I can say that Hannah Gelb is definitely a perfectionist in that I've noticed that perfectionism often means that you don't even start a project because you're already sure you can't do it to your high standards and I've definitely seen that kind of behavior regarding Hannah Gelb's work. Uh, let me just say here that she is usually very good at what she puts her mind to, but I've seen her struggle with that feeling of no matter what she starts, she's not going to be able to finish it, especially when it comes to doing art. She's had a lot of really fun art projects that people have commissioned, and she definitely puts a lot of pressure on herself. And I totally get it, but and it's easy as a friend to see from the outside that someone's doing a great job, but I've seen her struggle with that internally, feeling like no matter what, she's not good enough at it. So what I would like to say, Hannah Gelb, is you're doing a great job, even if it doesn't feel like it.
0: Man, I've got good friends. Hey, you know what's great? Hearing people say the same thing over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) But it was three different
1: people with three different examples. It's it's really great, dude. It's like. You're like, oh, my God. It's like hearing it over and over. You're like, holy shit. And these are people from different moments in your life, right? Yeah. Like your dad. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Sarah, your roommate currently. Yeah. Like, Why am I so hung up on art? <laughs> Why can't I just do art? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. you know, what I think it's interesting is that I'm hung up on writing. Mm-hmm. But what's a crazy ironic is that when it comes to analyze this stuff, like I asked you to write all the captions because I'm like, I can't do it it won't be good enough. Yeah. And I
0: can do it because I have no self-worth attached to writing. That's right. why I can do it. Right. The secret to life is to
1: not care. Yes. Like, what the fuck? But Perfectionism no, it, is caring too much. It's, it's ca- attaching your worth to your work. Yeah. Okay. So, like, for you, it's like you don't have any self-worth attached to writing. So, you're like, write little captions for the Patreon page. That'll be so fun. And for me, I was like, write captions. <laughs> captions what right. is a caption even? You know? Right. I go away to buy her. Yeah. There's so much writing on it oh. in your mind. You know? I know. We, oh. we got to not attach our worth to our work. Right. Okay, let's listen oh. to the last one of these, this painful circus parade. Sorry, earbuds. <laughs> I hope that this is good. I, something good will come out of this. Okay, look, we're doing a whole series. It's not always going to be like, okay. Wait.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. Because, you know, after doing it this one time, we're never going to do it ever again. <laughs>
4: The third way is sort of tricky. I think, in some of her relationships, um, based on her reactions and responses, I could think sometimes she can feel as if um, the standards, the, the unattainable standard of perfection, is um, is externally being put on her as well as internally. And so, you know, for me in my relationship with her, that means sometimes I'm overthinking, kind of how do I ask her for this thing I need from her because what I don't want her to hear is that I need her to be perfect or I needed it to be done yesterday or that she's already failed. But I think sometimes, um, Hannah can feel when someone asks her for something as if that is what they're communicating as if maybe she already failed as if she already missed something as if, uh, she's not perfect. Um, and that can also trigger that shame spiral and, and, and frustration, you know, Lens
1: of shame, man. Putting I'm, the lens of shame on everything. I get so angry sometimes. Somebody reminds me of something that I'm doing. I instantly react like, I'm doing it. You know, and then sometimes it somebody sort of reminds me of something I did forget about, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot. Thanks. You know, but like no one else can tell what that <laughs> so, is. So it's like a fucking Russian roulette. Right unpredictable. Like, <laughs> it's right. So it's like, hey Anna, did you do this? Yeah, I did it. Okay. I did it. Surprise, surprise. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how I, that's yeah. like. And I think
0: that's tough because then you're like unfairly putting it on other people. And I've done that. I, I've definitely, people are like, oh, so did you uh, put your name in the thing? I'm like, don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. How dare
1: you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, did I put my name in the thing? No, no. Because I, huh. <gasps> <laughs> Don't even have a brain in my head. I know. Well, I will say that sometimes it's funny. Like, I think if it's something that I struggled to get started on, there is one small distinction. If it's something that I struggled to do, like um, I have a really hard time like if I'm doing an ad, writing the, the captions, writing the stuff for the ad. I'm always like, Ugh. so finally, if I force myself to do something that brings me no joy, um, I'm like doing it. And then someone's like, Hey, did you finish that? I'm like, yeah. But it's not how I feel about them. It's how I feel about the thing. Uh, Whereas sometimes my manager will text me. The other day I had a meeting. I had a meeting at 11. And I'm like in the elevator going up to the meeting. It's like 11, 1059, like 1101. Like it's right around there. I'm like going up to the meeting. And, then, and my manager texts me being like, are you going to the meeting today? Question mark, question mark. And I'm like, no, what meeting? That's <laughs> what I wrote back. <laughs> so I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's fun, right? Oh, was, yeah. she, was she like, <laughs> No. She rea- She was like, yeah, of course Hannah's asking. Oh, uh, got to got it, yeah. yeah. Man, it's so hard to be alive.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is, you're talking about like, it just takes so much constant checking in and communication.
3: Word,
1: uh, I know. Okay, let's hear your next one, brah. All right.
0: It doesn't really count, but I want to read it anyways because it's very sweet. (laughs) Okay, let's read it anyways. Okay, my good friend, Rebecca, she says, I actually don't see Hannah's perfectionism having a negative impact on our friendship. It has never ruined a night, an interaction, or a conversation. Adversely, I see Hannah working through her perfectionist tendencies as brave and vulnerable, and they make me feel safe leaning into our friendship. That's beautiful. That's nice. The thing about perfectionism is, won't let you give yourself credit. For trying to work on your perfectionism. To trying
1: to work through it, Yeah. No, that's very true. It's
0: and- like, oh, well, you don't want to be a perfectionist? Well, let us perfectly go about not being a perfectionist anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Doesn't it make you want to walk into the ocean and never come back?
1: <laughs> okay.
4: Wow. Um, should
1: we do the last one? Okay.
4: One of my favorite things about working with Hannah is she's pretty aware of all of this. And, and she does a lot of work um, to, to take responsibility for um, those feelings and to try to navigate them and work through them. Um, but for sure, that perfectionism is impacting her in her work. Um, and the fourth way that I see it affecting her is um, really has to do with just, I think, enjoyment of work. And because of the unattainable standards, because of the spiral of shame, because um, there's such a there's just such a slim margin of success when the standards are as high as the standards she sets for herself, then there's really a limited time window for enjoying a project. It's kind of like on the very front end, it can be really enjoyable because there hasn't yet been failure, but in the execution phase, even in the completion phase, it is hard for, I think, Hannah to take a step back and feel and enjoy and celebrate what she's doing and what she's done. Um, not because she's not, like, proud of her work and, um, like, thankful for her life, but much more just because it didn't meet the standard she has, that she can see all the million ways it could be better. Um, and, you know, that just makes it, I think, a little bit hard to, to celebrate.
2: Uh,
1: well. Oh, fucking goddamn. I feel, There's no hope. Uh,
4: I feel,
0: dude, this is heartbreaking because <laughs> it is. <laughs> What? And it's really helpful to hear all these things in a row because it makes it so clear how much for me, I'm not even aware of how much I'm clinging to the perfectionism because I think it makes me better somehow. Mm. But like, imagine what life could be like on the other side where you're like, I give myself credit for things.
1: I like a feeling of inherent worth, <clears throat> a feeling of worth. Sorry, I can't even say it's uh, <laughs> gagging,
0: <laughs> not feeling overcome with. Crippling anxiety about something, getting things done, just being more relaxed and
1: enjoying life more. Like that's 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 possible. You know, that is possible, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we're here to do on this season of Analyze This. Analyze This
0: Part Two, Mission Impossible slash darker. Yeah. Ooh,
1: this is the darker season of Lives (laughs) 2.
0: Oh my God, it totally is. It's like the Chamber of Secrets. Oh shit.
1: Brandon Nero, will we be able to do it? This is our
0: gritty Henry Cavill Superman. Oh my God. Not at all Brandon Ruth Superman.
1: Okay, I want to pose one question right before we go. Uh, Do we want to change?
0: Yes. No. Do, okay, do we want to change? Yes. Do I want to put in all the horrible, tedious work of doing it? Yes and No. Does Dean Winchester love Sam Winchester more than
1: anything? Okay. (laughs) But, oh, okay. Got to take it one day at a time. Got to take it one day at a time. I'm sorry, dude. What was your question? This is a question. Or rather, it's a question and a statement. Uh, I want to have a goal. Because obviously we can't erase perfectionism from our whole life, question mark. But mainly, I'm going to pick one area of my life where my perfectionism exists. And make that my goal for this journey we're going to go on together. For instance, my perfectionism about folding the laundry and sorting the cupboard ain't so bad. Every time Ella Ella comes home, she's like, did Elva clean? And I'm like, no, I did actually for the last four and a half hours. (laughs) So I don't mind being perfectionist about cleaning. I think it's pretty okay. But I have a goal, which is this. I want to enjoy my work again. That's my goal. That's beautiful, man. I think so. Can't breathe. Tell me what's your goal. I
0: I 100% support you. Well, this is tough because I feel like perfectionism affects every part of my life. But listening to all those voicemails that all mention art, I think I kind of want to make it about like sort of like what you're saying, like work, but more like tasks. Because, like, poor Sarah, for example, my roommate probably noticed, like, even I won't do the dishes if I don't feel like I can't do all the dishes. So I want to, like, allow myself to do things little chunks at a time. Mm. Whether it's, like, an art project, uh, writing, like, meditating, journaling, like, doing anything and being like, it's okay to not do it whatever way um, you think you should do it in your head.
1: So your goal is to be comfortable with the incomplete task. Yes. Wow. Good luck to us. Oh, God. Oh, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. What have Um, I just done? I know. What have we just done? I am genuinely scared. Guys, if you want to support our fear, uh, (laughs) if you guys would like to become a part of our wonderful Earbud family, you guys can go ahead to patreon.com slash Analyze This and join and support this podcast as we go on this journey. And hopefully, uh, by default, other people can get benefits from this journey, too. If you guys want to see the grids and the tools that we're using, those are also all available over on the Patreon and um, as well as the behind the scene looks at our little doodles etc mm-hmm.
0: right But yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what you're going to get to see if you're a patron you get to see all the lists of Sailor Moon tier names that I came <gasps> up with
1: oh my god yes please because clearly I made a few yes you <laughs> There's did just so much material to work with I know you got a treasure trove and uh, you guys can check out my doodle from today's episode that I did while listening uncomfortably to the things that we just put ourselves through so uh, every tier evolves um, every tier that you do includes all levels of the tier behind it so level one is level one level one and two include level two includes level one as well level three includes level one two and three etc etc it all builds on itself thank you guys so much for listening subscribe to this podcast rate review and uh let's just go take a break yay See yay next week. thanks guys thanks guys time to curl into a ball yep my favorite shape